Welcome to Study, Grow, Know, where we discuss theology, prophecy, and current political issues from a conservative biblical perspective. Here's your host, Dr. Fred DeRuvo. I appreciate you tuning in. This is Dr. Fred, and uh, this is another episode of Study, Grow, Know. I recently spent some time watching a few videos produced by the folks over at revelationsofjesuschrist.com. I've watched them at either one and a half or 2.0 speed to get through them a bit quicker because they're quite long. Now, one video called All the World's a Stage provides an overview of how Satan, from their perspective, through the use of colors, words, numbers, and the rest of it, attempts to gain dominance over people. Now, we know that Satan is the prince of this world, the prince of the power of the air, Ephesians 2, 1 to 2. And he is that because God allows him to be. That's the simple point of it. God allows Satan to do what he does. Anything that Satan accomplishes, God allows. And God allows it for God's purposes, ultimately. But this all the, this began all the way back with uh, Satan in the Garden of Eden, when he first tempted Eve and Adam to believe that God is a liar. And you can read about that in Genesis 3. That's the temptation. Because Eve and Adam chose to believe Satan, and of course sinned in doing so, this earth ultimately became the property of Satan. He gained access to it. He gained control over it. In essence, he won the keys to this earth. And and he began his intense battle with God from that particular vantage point. So it's good for us to remind ourselves of the beginnings of that. Now, of course, little did Satan realize that God had a far larger plan that would allow him to regain not only the title deeds of this earth legally, but to claim many human beings for himself as well. So what is interesting here is that Satan came deceptively lying to Eve and Adam, and he gained the earth and a measure of power over God's creation. Satan is still limited. We know that from places like Job 1, but he does have immeasurable power as far as we're concerned. Jesus came telling the truth, filled with wisdom and deity, and the world, under the direction of Satan, rejected Jesus killing him on the cross. Now, of course, Satan felt like he won at that point. And uh, although allowed to continue to do what he can to wrest control from God's creation to himself and damage as much as he can and thwart God's promises and in general mock God and all who stand with him, Satan's days are numbered. And Satan knows this. Revelation 12 7 through 12. Here's just verse 12. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath because he knows that his time is short. That's verse 12. That happens during the tribulation where he is cast out of heaven. He has no longer any more access to heaven or the heavenly throne room as he did, for instance, in Job 1. So it occurs during the tribulation, but it is very clear that if Satan knows this will happen, then he is currently operating under managed time. It's not open-ended. He can't change the future. His evil career has an end to it, and God will see that it ends when he wills it 
to end. God is in charge of that. Satan is simply a player. But what about us? What about humanity now? Well, with everything that's going on in the world currently, it is really easy to become discouraged. It's easy to focus on the evil things happening throughout the world. Many believe Biden's presidency is illegitimate. And regardless if that's the truth or not, we are seeing the fruits of his administration's decisions. The constant rumors of war, World War III, it's causing fear and hesitancy in many. Because of the decisions the Biden administration has made, gas prices are the highest they've ever been in my life, topping nearly $5 a gallon in my area. We read about the food shortages that are here and the looming global famine that is going to be here soon, apparently. We just went through over two years of lockdowns, forced vax mandates, as well as other stigmatizing social distancing mandates. All of this was done, it was said, for our health. And under Trump, when he was president, millions of dollars were provided to Big Pharma to create CV-19, the vax for it. Now, until the vax became available, all early preventative treatments were essentially off the table. And they still are, by the way. Nothing could be tried. Couldn't try uh, hydroxychloroquine. You couldn't try ivermectin. You couldn't try other things. So those things have been pushed totally off the table. It was the vax or nothing. And this was the first in history that other medications could not be repurposed, at least to try. And what was the result? Thousands and thousands died because of it. So people might say, well, they would have died with the others. We don't know that. But the option was never there to try those things. And because of the lockdowns, as I've mentioned in other articles, the supply chain became disrupted. It's not only never caught back up, but it is now far worse than it was a year and a half, two years ago. Some countries want zero CV-19 events. They don't want to see CV-19 at all. They don't want any infections. So they lock down people and they continue. And it's to a point where like in parts of China, 84 days and counting of new lockdowns. People are committing suicide because they don't have food. They lack other things. Many countries are busy supporting Ukraine against Russia in this whatever it is called World War III, they fail to see that they're actually supporting Nazis in Ukraine, but they say since it's such a small group, why worry about them? It's no big deal. They also fail to see that both Russia and Ukraine are simply two sides of the same coin, which leads to the question, are we being played? I believe we are being played big time. The world, let's remember, is controlled by Satan and his human minions. God gives him that authority and ability. Certainly, he limits him, but he allows him to do what he can in those limits. Now, the New World Order, or NWO, is now called the Great Reset, in which we are told things will be built back better. That's the big slogan. Now, in order to build something back, though... It has to be destroyed first, or it has to be crumbled, or whatever. It has to rise from the ashes. That is a globalist term that's been bandied about for decades. Under Trump, I recall paying $1.69 per gallon of gas. Now I'm paying nearly $5 per gallon. How is that better? How is it being built better? Under Trump, there was plenty of food to be found in stores, 
Now, the holes in shelves are becoming far more apparent, and experts warn that going into 2023, we can expect, not might expect, we will expect, we will have a major global famine. Are you doing anything to mitigate against that? I point out in my last article and episode that we're very likely at the beginning of sorrows that Jesus mentions in Matthew 24, 7 through 12. What we are experiencing right now is all listed in that section of scripture. It's all right there. The beginnings of sorrows is the time just prior to the start of the coming tribulation slash great tribulation. And we know that that's seven years based on Daniel 9, 24 to 27, when Satan will have his day during this time. And when the Lord will pour out his 21 judgments onto this earth, its people and creation itself. Well, let's take a look, just real quick look. Revelation 6.1 for just a moment. Now, I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and remember, I'm interrupting myself here just to point out that it is the Lamb who opens the seals here. It is not Satan. It is not humanity. It is the Lamb. The Lamb is in charge of when these seals are open and when the things in those seals are poured forth onto the earth. Now, when I saw the Lamb opened one of the seals... And I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a voice like thunder, come and see. And I looked and behold, a white horse. He who sat on it had a bow and a crown was given to him. And he went out conquering and to conquer. That's Revelation 6, 1 and 2, actually. It is interesting to me, and I've talked about this before, that the rider rides a white horse and he has a bow, but he carries no arrows And remember, God directs this action. It is with God's permission that this particular horse and rider come onto the scene. The rider is generally seen as someone conquering politically, since arrows represent weaponry, but only he has a bow, possibly signifying authority. He has authority, but not actual weapons. So what is he doing? How is he conquering people? Well, after watching videos from Revelations of Jesus Christ that I pointed out above, I'm beginning to wonder if this doesn't represent some other form of conquering. Yes, it's still political, right? Obviously, the white of the horse makes us think of a good guy. A guy comes to save, to direct, to vanquish evil. That's what white riders do. He's someone who clearly has a plan in mind for this earth, and little by little, he conquers one nation after another, seemingly. Well, the text tells us this, quote, he went out conquering and to conquer. What is he conquering? What kind of conquering could it possibly be referring to here? All right, well, let's make a little bit of a stretch or a jump. Consider that since the beginning of this pandemic, all eyes have been on the prize of the CV vax. Fauci told us we had to wait for it. Others in the medical field said nothing could be done to help society until the vax came to be. Just go home and wait. Quarantine. One thing you'll begin to realize as we delve into things like this is that Satan loves imagery. He loves to do things that make him appear to be God because he long ago promised to make himself like the Most High. That was his promise in Isaiah 14. That has been his goal. And the first step in making that happen was in causing Eve and Adam to sin in order that he could gain his first set of controls over God's earth and the people and creation. That was a huge move. He needed to do that before he could do anything else. Satan checked that off. 
Well, the white horse and rider are clearly evident of Satan's push for greater control over the earth. And I've said this before. I still believe it. I believe that this rider on this horse is the Antichrist. Now, consider that the world waited literally nine months for the CV Vax to show up. Nine months. Hmm. Does that remind you of anything? God designed the human birth process to culminate in nine months and then under normal circumstances and conditions, the new child is born into this world. Does Satan ever counterfeit anything God does all the time? So let me ask you, why would Pfizer CEO Borla, Dr. Albert Borla, who by the way is a doctor of veterinary medicine, why would he write a book called Moonshot? That's about the CV Vax with the subtitle, quote, Inside Pfizer's Nine Month Race to Make the Impossible Possible, unquote. Is that a coincidence? Is it an accident? Is it intentional? You know, for the longest time, I believe that Satan, through globalist human beings, has been constantly sending signals about what they're up to and what they're planning to do. We see this in Hollywood, in their movies. We see it everywhere everywhere. So I come to conclude that what we are seeing and experiencing is not an accident. In fact, I'll go further and say there is no way out of this. And by that, I mean things are in motion and will follow their chosen paths until all things come to fulfillment. So why did Borla name his book Moonshot? What's the point of that? Well, if you know anything at all, about Satanism, you know that the moon is huge in Satanism, Luciferianism, New Age, witchcraft, lesser and greater witchcraft arts, paganism, all the rest. The moon, or Luna, is huge, and it connects back to Babylon through ancient Egypt. We know that Babylon, in some form, will exist during the coming tribulation slash great tribulation as well, Revelation 17. Now, it is interesting to me to note that the CV Vax was created while Donald Trump was in office. Here is this guy, and by the way, I want to be clear, I am not saying he is the Antichrist, but I think it is interesting that he came in like the rider on the white horse who was going to save the day. He created a number of good things for Americans, and he even pretended to be a Christian. He may actually believe he's a Christian, but do you honestly believe he's a Christian? Do you honestly believe that man is a Christian? I don't. I don't know his heart, obviously, but I look at his lifestyle and the Bible says you'll know them by their fruit. So what's going on? I don't know. He is also, in my opinion, made some very bad decisions and pushing of the CV Vax, which he still does, by the way, was one of them. It is this one thing that has with it created what have become vaccine passports. We're on the edge of those. Now, vaccine passports are not going to go away, though we don't actively hear about them as much as we have in the recent past, do we? Things are kind of quiet. But if you do some digging on the internet, you'll find that there are companies that are still working diligently to create these vaccine passports and roll them out. They, they still are happening. So we need to be aware of it's happening. It's still coming. One day, I firmly believe they will be rolled out to the full measure. And for the person who does not have 
an active passport, there will be limits to where those people can go, what they can buy, what they can do in society. Now, at first, it may simply be that, oh, if you don't have one, you can't go in that store. There are other stores you can go in. Eventually, though, you're not going to be able to go into any store and probably you won't be able to leave home. Eventually, you won't be able to buy or sell, which also means, interestingly enough, that you will have to use your vaccine passport to buy online from places like Amazon. And if you don't have it, they're going to shut you down. Why is it that some countries which foisted vax mandates onto its populace have now all of a sudden dropped those mandates? What's happening behind the scenes? Kind of makes us feel like, oh, we're winning, are we? What will the outcome of all this be? Is it all going to really go away? Or do they hope we'll just drop our guard? Now, I'm not necessarily saying that the vaccine passport itself is the mark of the beast. Though I believe that the vaccine and the passport will absolutely lead to that. I'm saying that all of this is about controlling every aspect of every person's life, unless you happen to be one of the top globalists and are part of their family. They are the only ones who will have continued freedom to move, to buy, to party, to relax, to enjoy life, to buy and sell as never before without the burden of us serfs being in their way. And there will be far less serfs, by the way because of uh, what's happening in the culling of the population. They, they control, by the way, all major corporations. These globalists control all of it, including Hollywood, the news bureaus, and other entertainment venues. They control Congress. Do you ever wonder why the Republicans don't do much? Because they're controlled. They are controlled. We know that the Democrats actually accomplish a lot for their party, for the Communist Party. And the GOP just sits there and, you know, wags their tongue and makes a lot of noise. But very few of those in the GOP party actually do anything to accomplish anything. Revelation 6.1 speaks of a guy who rides in on a white horse and he conquers. The CVVAX and mandates have granted far more control to powerful elites than anything else previous in all of society and history. And again, I am not saying that Trump is the writer. I'm simply saying that this person could be any number of people who are pushing for the absolute control of all people. Certainly, Borla fits that description as he works for the globalists to round up everyone and get them vaxxed. I think that that's interesting. You know as well as I do that there are people who believe anyone who doesn't get the vax deserves to die. You've probably seen that on social media. Peer pressure is being used from all different avenues to force people to do what they would not normally do. And we are paying the price of that. We're learning that the lockdowns, the lockdowns themselves, killed roughly 170,000 people in the United States. The amount of adverse events, including death, after the vax, is astronomical. It's all being poo-pooed. It's all being ignored. Don't look there. Yeah, it's all fake. Anybody can report to add to VAERS. Anybody. Yeah, it's all it's all fake. Don't waste your time. This is the first time in the history of VAERS that it's all been fake. Every other time it was taken quite seriously. Now, in spite of all this, medical doctors who speak out against the VAX continue to be labeled quacks. 
Dr. Dolores Cahill is one among them who essentially stated that every person who took the CV vax, even if they only got one injection, will die in the next three to five years. I've got a video, it's about nine, ten minutes long in the transcript, and you can listen to her say it herself. Is she right? Well, time will tell, but even if that does happen, the connection with the vax will purposefully be denied or avoided simply because of the length of the time between the time the person took the vax and the time they died. But I would encourage you to watch the video. And here is my big point with this. No one will debate these people. No one will talk to publicly. No one's going to step up to enter into public discourse regarding Dr. Cahill's statements and others like her. Instead, these people are maligned and canceled. They're pushed to the outer edges of society and silenced as best as they can be. So is Dr. Cahill wrong? Well, we are simply told she is wrong. But I want to know why, and I want to know how she is wrong, especially given the actual fact that adult sudden death syndrome or ASDS is now becoming a thing with otherwise healthy adults dropping dead all over the place quite suddenly. So is that is that just an anomaly? What is happening? They're trying to tell us it has something to do with climate change or this or the other thing, but how many of those who are dropping dead receive the vax versus how many of those who aren't dropping dead did not receive the vax. And then we have Ramsey-Hunt syndrome, which is facial paralysis or aphasia. It's also becoming a thing, something thought to be exceedingly rare. Well, Justin Bieber just posted a short video showing the right side of his face is paralyzed, forcing him to cancel concerts. Interestingly enough, his wife developed blood clots after receiving her vax. But all this must just be sad coincidences, right? So is the white rider with his moonshot vax on the scene conquering the world through the use of a vax that was promised to help people? He's not using weapons of war, is he? He's using something else. There is something truly evil happening throughout the world. And for Satan to do what he needs to do, he must control all aspects of society, including the people who live in this world. He must control all of us. And I also find it fascinating that this rider on the white horse seems to ride onto the earth before the tribulation actually starts. And we know that it begins when the Antichrist brokers a seven-year peace deal with Israel and the surrounding Arab nations, Daniel 9, 24-27. But we may have a while to go before this particular Antichrist, who is the white rider of Revelation 6.1, is actually able to broker that seven-year peace deal. So what is he doing now if he's on the scene? He's preparing soil and conquering now with a vax that ultimately kills people and could quite possibly do far worse. All of this feeds into the coming financial collapse that many have been talking about for some time. If you've heard nothing about this, then I'm going to assume you live in a cave. Because quite frankly, a lot of people have been talking about this. Inflation in the U.S. is currently at 8.3%, worse than it's ever been in decades and decades. But expect it to go 9% soon, according to experts. It's going to be a mess, but I believe it is fully deliberate in order to grant another arm of control to Satan via his globalist minions. 
currently the U.S. owes $90 trillion. That's how much debt we have. And the only way to keep things going is for the government to continue printing money based on absolutely nothing. This eventually will usher in hyperinflation. And as Kim.com says, quote, mass poverty and a new system of control, unquote, is going to be the result. Satan needs to gain absolute control of all things and people or eliminate those people he cannot bend to his will. It appears as though we are closing in on the ninth inning. Satan will stop at nothing to make himself like the Most High. He is intending to do that. God will give him his moment in the sun. But for the Christian, it is time for us to come out of Babylon. It is time to realize why we are here. It is time to understand the times and understand our place in these times. May the Lord God open your eyes to the reality of the times we are living in. May he give you a forehead of flint to be able to withstand the temptations of the enemy and the persecution of the enemy. May God open your eyes to see how he is working in your life and wants you to step up in his faith and in his strength to be able to continue to reach those who are not yet saved. Well, thanks for joining me today. And until we meet again, I pray that God would open your eyes to show you the blessings that you have in him. You've been listening to Study, Grow, Know with Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Please join us each week for new broadcasts that deal with theology, prophecy, and political issues from a biblical, conservative perspective. 